Welcome back. We left off Malachim Bay's Perichav Hay. Let's go back to Pasuk Dalid. Unfortunately, we're still in the middle of the Chorban, which will take us to the end of Malachim, including Tzam Gedalia, which will be around Tzam Gedalia, depending how quickly we cover it. Let's go back to Pasuk Dalid. So the city is broken into. The Pasaganecha Loiminu Malche Aretz Kalyeshri Sevil Ki Yavod Sarva Ayyab Bishari Yushalayim. It's a very significant Pasuk, and the Dasefim points out that the Pasuk is literal. People were aghast, shocked, surprised. Unfortunately, our enemies, the Muslim, were very happy. But they couldn't believe it. They couldn't believe that they actually got in. Keep in mind that there had been a long history of attempts and Sanchev, certainly the largest push with 185,000 troops, and they were annihilated. And people felt that the divine protection would never allow it, no matter what Klai Yisrael does. And unfortunately, many members of Klai Yisrael assumed that no matter what they do, Kosh Baruch was not going to let them in. So the Pasuk Lo'aminu Malcha Eretz is not only the Goyim, but the Yidin were led to this uh, false sense of security, as we've seen the Pesukim. Tzitkiyo was told by his men, we can't surrender. This false sense of nationalism and Kechivetz uh, Yadi that we're not going to give in, we're going to survive, and they're aided and abetted by their false prophets who said that Hashem will save them at the last moment. That could happen, but only if you do tshuva. And we were discussing the fact that Tifkio himself, who was inherently at Sadiq, was trying to do the right thing, and the Navi was trying to convince him to surrender, and couldn't bring himself to do it against the will and desire of his people, his immediate cabinet, his fear of being ridiculed. Unfortunately, it's a case where he would have had a lot more covered. The Navi told him, Surrender and your family will survive and you will go into Gullahs, but it will be a lot more comfortable. That's an understatement. And as we'll see from the ensuing Sukkim, uh, he didn't do it. The fact is that the concept, I'm saying it's never no gayan, the Kabbanas uh, we had by the Churban, the millions of Kabbanas, most of them were killed, some of them per the Gemara and Gittin committed suicide, that's usually not mutter. The Gemara I'm referring to is with the hundreds of boys and girls who jumped off the ship, and that was a very unique circumstance where they understood they'd be taken to do Averas that they couldn't withstand, and better they die without doing the Averas, which were Yehara Vayavar, possibly Yehara Vayavar, what's with the girls, but Lamaisa, that's the only shot in the Gemara that we have, this stance of the cabinet, the advisors, and many of the people, I say many because the Pusik will reiterate that a lot of them went over to Bavel, to the enemy camp already, and they surrendered. And that was actually the right thing to do. But many of them were holding their ground, and I'm sure, Dasefim points this out as well, that they had the slogan that freedom or death 
we don't hold of such a thing. There is no such freedom or death. We have a situation where it's a possible Shalom uh, the original Aches Dimchem It's possible that you can have a situation it'll be worse with the torture and you're not to live through it. The context of that is the Gemara Ksubis that talks about Yehar Vayavar with the statue that Nebuchadnezzar will set up and the Gemara makes a statement and tastes their ass what does that mean? they were certainly willing to get killed and they almost got killed what does it mean that had they been given Malkus meaning extended torture prolonged torture they would have bowed down so one shot in Tesis is it wasn't an Avodah it was just a Myra science that they're willing to get killed quickly, but they're not willing to get tortured because they're not That's one mahalach. The other mahalach, mahalach is is the fact that something might be yahag vayavar, but you're not to get tortured. That's leilenu. That's a very, very difficult and painful shayla. There's no clear-cut hachra there. It seems to be a later mahalach as well. And over here, the calculation, at least according to the Sefim of the people that were resisting the message of the Navi, Yirmiya, was not that we're going to get tortured and therefore we're going to fight, because they knew full well that they're going to be tortured through the famine, through the siege, and if they're caught alive after that as well, which happened. Their motto was uh, death with dignity and uh, freedom or death. Or, that is not true. And it happened again in Masada. Uh, Masada, they were um, keeping some mitzvahs we know from the mikvahs they found and other such things, but the Das Torah it wasn't. And they didn't consult with Das Torah. They weren't, uh, by and large, interested. And they decided that better to die than to be slaves to the Romans. But halachically, most of the time, that's not true. And unfortunately, that was going on in the backdrop over here. So again, Now they're trying to escape through the tunnel, through the very complicated string of tunnels, and this is pre-planned, and tunnels were there from before to be able to allow this avenue to escape. The problem is that you can make whatever plans you want if a Baruch Hu isn't maskim kaviyachal, it's not going to work. Ve'yirdufu chel kastim acher ha-melech, melech and his men. Ve'yisigo sub ha-rovis yirechai. Avis yirechai is quite a distance from Yishalayim. And uh, the Medjish we know, Rashi mentions that there was a deer and they were chasing it and the deer ran and ran, parallel to where they were running on the ground and then exactly where they came out, where they caught the deer and then they caught Tzitkio as well. They caught him, v'cholchelo, nefad tzimei olav, that everybody's trying to run, but they catch him, v'yitzvisu es ha-melech, v'yalos el-melech bovo, v'yvlosa, and the Farshim point out that the melech himself, Nebuchadnezzar, did not dare come to Yishalayim for the conquest. He was still scared. So he stayed at a safe distance in v'yvlosa, and all the captives were taken there, v'yidabru itoi mishpat. Look at Rashi in Vav. Dabri itai mishpat. Nizvakeach imai al hashvuah. If you recall, he mentioned that the shvuah was made when he walked in one day 
while Nebuchadnezzar was having lunch, and the lunch consisted of a live rabbit. He was eating the rabbit alive. Uh, can't imagine why somebody would want to do that unless they're trying to work on their cruel midas to make it even more savage, which no doubt he was doing. But even on his low level, that was considered slightly embarrassing. And therefore, he made him make a shvul. He's not going to tell anybody. And he couldn't hold back because he wanted the kings that he was made governor over, meaning he trusted him. And he was machshiv, Malchus based David, and the Bukhanetzer made him the uh, lieutenant over them. And as they were talking one day, he said, uh, you think that we should continue with this rule? The guy's out of his mind, and he's cruel, and he does this, that, and he... As they were talking, he mentioned about the rabbit, and then, of course, he trusted them, which he shouldn't have, and they went and told Nebuchadnezzar, this man you trusted, you put lording over us, uh, isn't so trustworthy. And now he dons him. The fact that he had gotten Hatteras Hashvul, which he did from Sanhedrin, didn't help too much. He's going to torture them as well, even though technically they had a right. Well, why can't he hold a secret? Of course he can. He wanted to be mafars in this in order to cajole them into this position of rebelling and not respecting the Bukhanetzer so that they can cast off the yoke. The whole thing was wrong to being in the end. They shouldn't have mounted the Shvua, and he shouldn't have broken the Shvua, and they shouldn't be looking to rebel. As he saw in the Pesukim in Yirmiya, that he told him, you should keep your low profile and cooperate, and then there'll be more people surviving, including yourself. And as we said, that wasn't the mood of the people. Unfortunately, they felt themselves too proud, and part of the gullus over here, which would, would have been the better of the two options, is to swallow your pride in a very big way. And it didn't happen. The Yisusu again in Samel Vayalo Samel Bava with Lasavi Dabri Itai Benchbat before he's going to blind him. As Bene Tzitkio Shachatu Leinov as Ene Tzitkio Iver Vayasreyo Bene Chushtayim Vayavayel Bavel. He chains him, which was not necessary because he's blind. He's not running anywhere. He's not running anywhere at all. And he did this to be extra cruel and to torture him. And they bring him to Bavel, and he stays there in jail until the day after Nebuchadnezzar dies, a while later. He survives him by one day, but he's taken out of jail by Nebuchadnezzar's son and treated with respect and dies and is buried with full honor. So it's hard to use an expression, all's well that ends well, because... uh, he was blinded, he was sitting in jail, and Nebuchadnezzar saw his sons shafted in front of him. But the promise given to him due to his innate sitkus and the fact that he was macabre at the end, uh, the end was good that, not coincidentally, he survived the by a day to see the light of day afterwards and to be given that honor as befits Sitkio personally and Malchus Beis David. And he got all that, and he realized it, and it was clear to the people that this was arranged the the fact that when we get to Yechanya he's going to have similar treatment the fact that he's going to live longer interestingly and he's going to be supported and be given that covered fits with the passage we started with 
the people, the Malchai Umazayulam, couldn't believe that Yishlaim will be destroyed. They had this, still had this innate fear of the Jewish God and this very, call it begrudging respect of the Jewish people and their kings. So here we have the evil empire and we have people who weren't looking to do tshuva per se, although Nebuchadnezzar's son is very different than his father, to his credit, and he puts them back on this pedestal, so to speak, to give this cover to Klai Yisrael. So in their lowest moment, they still have this respect from the Muslim, from the conquering army, which is fascinating. It shows you the godless of Klai Yisrael, even in their very lowly state. And uh, we'll see this as we continue in the Pesukim. Let's go back. Pasiches, Mechedesh, Achamishi. Beshivel Achedesh, Ishnas, Keshaz, Reishanel, Melech, Luchanetzar, Melabavo, Bonne, Vuzradon, Rav, Tabachim, Eved, Melabavo, Yushalayim. So now we go back to what happens during the actual Hurban. The title of Rav, Tabachim, is not a very Bekavadika one, Chief Butcher which is what he was. And you look at the Gemaras again and getting about the Chorban, he was responsible for hundreds of thousands of very cruel deaths and uh, he personally massacred many people. And the Gemara tells the Misa in the Azara where he saw the blood boiling and first they tried to tell him that it was from uh, carbon <coughs> and uh, he didn't buy it. <coughs> He kept shechting people on the spot. This is the kapara for the murder of Zechariah, who was a Navi and a Kayan, and killed in the Azara. It's considered a, an Avera that didn't easily get any kapara until he finally said uh, to Akash Baruch, who is the Gemara, as a conversation, you want me to kill everybody? And then it stopped. And then he was Magayar. He was so traumatized. And he made his own Kalvachimer. If this is what happens when you kill one tzaddik, can you imagine what's going to happen to me? and uh, ultimately led to his Geiris. Uh, that has to be the example in history of the biggest Russia, the most cruel person who became a Geir. The dichotomy over here is incredible. Sancheirov, we know his descendants became Geirim. Haman, his descendants became Geirim. They themselves didn't become Geirim. Here, it was Nivuz Radon Rava Tabachim himself. So that has to be the most uh, incredible change ever in a, in a human being in the history, the history of the world. And uh, here the Pasuk just describes the damage he did, as does the beginning of that Gemara. The Yisraf is Beis Hashem, Beis Hamela, Beis Kol Bati Yishalayim, Beis Kol Beis Godol, Sarah Beish. Rashi says, what's the Beis Godol? Look at Rashi and Tess. Bate Kinesiyos Shemagadlin Bahem Teira Tfila. So the drash over here is that's not just referring to mansions; it's referring to places which grew godless, which created godless. The Beis Knesses, Beis Medrash, Bate Hasarim, and the Pashup Shad here means the mansions of the wealthy, of the Sarim, of the elite. Not easy to burn everything you shall lie in. It's all made of stone. But he made sure to do it as he did to the Beis Amitish itself. And 
and they, what they can't do to the wall to burn it down quickly enough, they start dismantling it. As we mentioned, there were a number of people who surrendered before. As Yeser Haman Hegle Nevuz Radon Rav Tabachim. Who does he leave in Eitzisrael by order of Nevuchadnezzar? Midalas Haaretz Hishir Rav Tabachim Lakarmin Uliyavim. He leaves the poor, weak, and in his mind unlettered. These were good Yidden who uh, certainly if they weren't as good before did tshuva, they were left there to work the land. If you conquer a country and you don't have people to farm you're not going to be able to collect tax. So he had to leave somebody there. This was a standard procedure. He left those who he felt would be least likely to rebel. Even he still doesn't understand Klai Yisrael and the uh, pride, in this case false pride, that they still have, but they have backbone. The Romans had the same issue 70 years after the Horban with Bakhachva, but over there he had rabbinic approval. His name was Rabbi Akiva. And there wasn't a false pride. It was the ability to get things done after you wouldn't believe that Klaiso would ever come back and rebound. Over here, when we get to Gedalia, there are still some people upset. Everybody's upset at Malabovo, and there are people upset that uh, Gedalia is going to take the job. Gedalia was not in line in Malchus Bez David. So just to understand the background, I'm not making it right, to understand the background of what they have against him, why they're going to kill him, it's because they feel he's a puppet from the invading army, the conquering country, and he represents everything they represent, and therefore they already want to get rid of him. And therefore they're going to decide that they should get rid of him because he's not from the Malchus. What it really was is false pride and and jealousy. And it's going to spell the end of the Churban, because this nucleus was a possibility to at least have the seeds to rebuild when the time comes, instead of starting from scratch. When Ezra and Nehemiah come, Ezra first and Nehemiah, uh, they're going to find a land completely desolate, and they're going to have to start from scratch, both in Gashmias and, more importantly, in Ruchnias. When they came, clearly, from the Psukim, you see, they were intermarried, and they were, the Yichus was a mess, and they, they're going to come and pick up the pieces. They're going to do an incredible job, and there will be a Bayashani. But they're starting a lot further away than they had to. Had this nucleus stayed and rebuilt, it would have been a different Kiyam, and perhaps the Bayashani would have had a complete Kiyam. So I'm putting this in now so we understand what happens at the end. Again, Midala Saris Hisha Rabatabachim La Karmen Lyagvim, the Esamude and Achaishis Asher Bes Hashem, Esamachanat Fes Yam and Achaish Asher Bes Hashem, Shivu Kazdim, all the incredible things that were in the Mikdish, the incredible Kalim and the uh, things that they had built and the uh, they were ahead of their time in the uh, technical ability to make these things, which we learned at the beginning of Malachim. The Yisu Es Nechushtam Bavela. They dismantled it and took it apart, and its value to them was the Nechayshis. Nechayshis, we're thinking, is not gold or silver. Lamaisa, it was metal, and it had to be mined, and it was valuable, and they took it back with them. We wouldn't think, why would you want to schlep back Nechayshis? They didn't have it in bubble, and it was expensive, or they didn't have enough, and uh, whatever wasn't uh, screwed in, even the things that were, they, they took Ves asiris, ves ayam, ves 
And here, to spell out the tragedy, they're taking klisharis down to the spoons, every utensil, and they're taking it out, defiling it, taking it out to Bavel, the S, Hamachtas, that's a Mizrakas, Asher Zav, Zav, Asher Kesel, Kesel, Lokach, Rav, Tabachim. So he left nothing there. And these uh, large things, they didn't make a difference. He had enough men and slave labor to take everything. And it gives a description to show you how complete the destruction was. Before we continue with the description, there is a machlekes in the Gemara. Uh, where the Aaron went, and uh, we Paskin, as we mentioned two months ago in Shir, we know for sure the Aaron was hidden by already by Yeshiyahu HaMelech, hidden well below, and that they didn't get. So you'll notice, just as a ride to that sheet of the Pasuk, they give a detailed description of everything that was taken, and the Kalim and the machinery, and what they scraped off, and what they... Dismantled, it doesn't mention the Aaron itself because we assume Allah Lamaitza that they didn't get their hands on that. Baruch Hashem. Yeah? They always say that, that when they came to this link, that they found the, the two of them facing each other. Uh, because at that time they got a partial kapara from no, the Korban itself. Yeah. That's a good question. Were they fine there? What? There were, they made, you have to say that they made them and they put them there, even though it's a Kiddush, because the main ones were the ones that, uh, that were on the Aram, but you have to say that, yeah. Yeah, it was a wee Paskin, uh, it's interesting, I say Paskin, but Paskin on historical uh, reality, but we assume, all the Mepharshim, later Mepharshim assume that it was hidden well before. So yeah, they had, uh, they did have other ones, there is record of that, that's not just conjecture, I'm just saying. The record that they had it, and they uh, they saw it, and it was it was part of it was a nice besides nice because it was like part of the uh, part of the wall it was like a it, w- it was something that was you have to say that anyway even about the proven on the iron it was it was soldered in place and yet it was facing so that was part of the nice why Kosh Baruch had to show them that I think it fits with what we just said the Umasayilam as bad as they were that made them bigger Rishon they understood there is a there is a Hashem. Their confusion in Avodah was that there were different options besides Hashem, but they were still good and scared of it, and they still had disrespect. And if the message was for us, because they said it over, then that's understandable. I'm not sure they said it over. The men came out and said, wow, you should have seen what I just saw. So the message was a chizik for Klai Yisrael, but it was also for them. Understand this Klai Yisrael is still Klai Yisrael, there's still the Amanifchar. Shem's not trading them in as we read in the Shivan and the Chemta for the last number of weeks, which will take us uh, up to Rosh Hashanah. And we're still around and we're coming back, and uh, don't take it too far, which is probably why Nebuchadnezzar's son took uh, great pain to treat them with respect. He probably wanted to stay around a little longer. Nebuchadnezzar goes down in history, by the way, as a Russia, a Russian Musha. Why is that? He was clearly doing the shlichas of Akash Baruch. Well, the answer is, like the Mitzrayim, who asked you to do it? And who asked you to do it with such ruthlessness? Didn't have to be that, that bad. 
his son took care to stay away from that. I'm not saying it was a tzaddik yisraelim, but when we see the contrast, it's uh, pretty amazing because of messages like this. That's why it was sent. Well, it seems that the way that Mars says the message that they got was that that, that, that also into uh, you know, they built on the outside. Some of them, the right, right, the, yeah. Th- those who wanted to uh, talk about it with derision, that yeah, they, they pretend to be so from and so sneezing and looks is going on. Thing, there were certainly people who talked like that. I think the people who wanted to understand got the message. It's always like that. There's always, uh, always people, the naysayers. I'm saying there were those who commented that Hazal uh, tell us that look, uh, they have uh, graven images there also, and look at their look at the position they're in. And it's preachistic and it's about Azara, and they have all the things they're preaching against. So there are people who are going to say that no matter what you show them, even though it was an ace nigla. An ace nigla went to see the ace. The answer is, I believe certain people did. But uh, everybody's going to read it the way they want to read it. Let's continue the description of the Kalim. Yudzayim. <laughs> That means the second in command of the Guna. He's selecting the who's who of who he finds to be able to present them to Nebuchadnezzar to be tortured and killed. The inner cabinet. Most of them were no longer alive or in hiding. Some of them had defected already. And this is the uh, final and to the government, again, he selected from whom we found, Kain Gadol, Vice Kain Gadol, fascinating, they're still there. You would think they would go into hiding earlier. The answer is they had an achrayas for the Besamitish. I think this speaks well of them, and they didn't go anywhere. To find the, the Kain Gadol and the Vice Kain Gadol. And the men he selected were all taken to be butchered in Rivlasa and to do it in front of Nebuchadnezzar. And he appoints Gedalia as the governor. Gedalia was a tzaddik. One of the reasons we had some Gedalia is that the Mises at tzaddik always triggers a tainus. If we had a tainus for every Mises tzaddik, we'd be fasting all year. That's why I'm laying the groundwork. This is not only about Gedalio, the tzaddik, the fact that he was killed, which is a tragedy. It's the fact that he symbolized what could have been the nucleus for rebirth and more of a handle on Eretz Yisrael by the people, and they could have stayed there. We're talking about thousands and thousands of people. And when he gets killed, it's going to end even that. And it's not only there for a personal tragedy, it's a national tragedy, which we will discuss next week. I'd like to begin Hilchus Shuva over the next few weeks, so if you could take the pamphlet from here.
Let's begin in Parag Aleph. We'll see what we can cover. The rest we'll try to cover over Yantif. Maybe you have one. There's more here if you don't. Kalamitsu Shibatera Ben Ase Ben Losase, Amavra Adam Alachas Mehen, Ben Bezadan, Ben Mishkaga. Tishiyasa Chuva Yasha Mecheta, Chayev Lizvadus, Lafne, Akel Baruchu. Number of components to tshuva, vidui, is necessary. Even if you know what it was, and you know that Hashem knows what it was, obviously, you have to spell out that an Aveir was done. The detail of the vidui is a mailo, which is why today in Shemana we have a long list of the alchets. Nikir Adin, it would just be Hatasi, as the Ramah is going to describe, Hatasi Avisi Pashati. The more detail, the better, but the main vidu is the fact that you're admitting in the three categories on levels of Avera in terms of the Merida Shabai. And that's a Chiyav Daraisa. If you don't actually say the vidu, you're not yet to the Tshuva process. So again, Mavra Adam Alachas Mehem Bemizadam Bemishkaga Shiyasa Tshuva Yashu Mecheto Chayav Lezvados Lafnei Akel Barachush Namer Isha Isha Kiyasu Vagaymer Zvada Chatasa Meshaasu Zevididvarm Part of that is spelling out, I did it and I'm embarrassed and I have tremendous regret for doing it. And I'm not going back to it. Interesting Lushan. Let's say you're doing Vidu for I don't know, Lushan Hara. Davani without Kavana. I'm picking things that there is a chance you're going to do it again. So right. So the answer is the is I really don't want to, and if it was up to me, I really don't want to go back to it. And I really mean it. I'm really not gonna go back to it. And I really mean, I'm making up my mind. And it's true. It has to be true. It's supposed to be true. The fact that statistically, you might end up doing it? We don't know when. Is it possible? We don't know if. We hope people who talk Lashon Har at this point, with the chizuk that has been given to Hilchaz Lashon Har, needs a lot more, needs constant chizuk. By the way, Lashon Har is one of those things, the details and the lumdis and the sugi, the reason the Chavaz Chaim wrote such a sefer on it, is because it's a very complicated sugi. The lumdis, there's a whole sefer on it with a lot of bare mind chaims in the footnotes. and It's a complicated sugi, and we're constantly, I say constantly on a daily basis, sometimes an hourly basis, we're called upon to make decisions, apialocha, which you should ask if you don't know, but a lot of times the conversation is just flowing and you've got to figure it out, and when in doubt, leave it out. But there's a lot of lumdas there, and there's also a lot of Yetzirah playing into it that people do it because it makes them feel good, at least momentarily. They think that they can look better by pushing somebody else down, similar to many other Aveas, Belomach, Avera. Why? Maybe they just know 
Well, nosy is a yetsahara that people consider very geschmack when you find out the ray. But I'm, I'm explaining what's, what's geschmack about it is the fact that when you hear something bad about somebody, you say something bad, and when you agree, it makes you think it makes you look better and it makes you feel better. It doesn't. You feel awful afterwards like any other. But temporarily, the reason people lash out at other people and push people down is because instead of raising yourself up, it's, you think it's easier to push somebody else down. So Lashon Hara is particularly challenging because the Alochas are challenging and the Yitzhahara is always there and it comes up ten times a day. With that said, I think we do live in a time, not better than our great-grandparents, but there's just been an awareness that it's at least on the agenda, we hope. We hope that, and if you don't feel you're there yet, you should be learning Hilchaz Lashon Hara a few minutes a day. At least we're not going to do it Bashat Nefesh that somebody points out, hey, this Lashon Hara, why don't we stop talking and we're going to continue talking. We're only going to do that if we convince ourselves, correctly or incorrectly, that it's Lutayelis, which sometimes it is, quite often it's not. So might mean a real decision with conviction. I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm really not going to do it. Ah, Lashon Hara comes up all the time. The answer is, well, sometimes it's Mutter. Sometimes it's a Chiv. It's rare. Most of the time, you can figure it out, get the message across without spelling it out, and quite often, you don't have to be part of the conversation. But the explanation of the element of Chazdavazeh can be said, the emes, even though statistically you know that it's challenging. And the more detail you give and the more you spell out, that is a hider in the mitzvah of vidui. It comes to Lashon Hara and the like. This is the example we gave. You have to even go back and re-examine because you can't possibly do vidui if you didn't know you did something wrong. Sometimes an Avera, unfortunately, is obvious. Often, you have to review in your head at the end of the day the conversations and was that a correct sock? Should I have been listening? Should I have been adding? Should I have been talking? Should I have been agreeing? And don't wait till Yom Kippur to do all that because you have to remember what was said and what you heard. So there's a little piece in Kriyash Malamita where you think about and discuss the things you did wrong that day. It should be put in on a daily basis, certainly during El. V'chein Ba'alei chatoz v'ashamas Be'eish me'vin karbanasem Al-shugasen al-zadonim The various karbanas brought, brought for various averis Ein Meskaper lahem b'karbanam Ad-shiyas ha-tshuva v'yizvadu v'idu Dvarim shenemar v'yizvada Asher chata alea Bringing the carbon is not enough You have to do a v'idu at the time the carbon is brought and that would be a waste. Somebody gets Mises Bastin, somebody gets Malkus, and it doesn't do Chuva. So the Gemara describes before they gave a guy Mises Bastin, the rare event, they would tell him, We're about to give you a drug so you don't feel it as much. Do Chuva. And it would be silly if he stands on ceremony and says, I'm innocent, you have the wrong person. If he's innocent, they tell him to do tshuva and the other areas. It should be a kapara. Just do tshuva. Don't, don't let this happen without tshuva because that's a real waste. Yes?
Yes. Yes. If you have it here at Chuva, it's valuable that you're not called a Russia gummer anymore. And the, the Harizat Sadi Gummer and the Kedushin might be Chab, as maybe you had the Hari Chuva. Yes. But you're still not Yetzi the, the mitzvah, correct. Uh, I, the Ramam says, It might, be, it might not be a full kapara. Yeah, you have to you have to blend that in somewhere. But is that is a gemara? Yes, yes, yeah. Hashem uh, always looks at Hurri Alev, Ben Latav, Ben Lamutuf. Perhaps it could be Ovid Aver, Hurri Alev also. Uh, but yes, Tefillah requires at least the lips moving. L'chatchili, you should be hearing what you're saying, an audible whisper. But if a person's in a matzav, there's stories of Sadiqim in jail where they would say all over the place. They couldn't daven, and uh, they just thought about it. Rashailan, she's the Ramah, if you're passing here, Kadibur is. Is that okay? Is it not okay? But uh, Pashas is, um, you have no choice. So it, it definitely, yeah, so that's a riot. There's Gemara. The here does something. The question is, uh, to be Yetzi, the mitzvah completely certainly needs a, needs a deeper. Yeah. So, again, Amos Kapalem, if you want to say Amos Kapalem, Kapar Gemura. V'chena chayva b'chaver v'amazik memoinai. You paid, paid back. So besides the Ba'almah Chaver, which the Ram is going to talk about later, you also have to say a sorry and get his mechila. And besides the fact you've got to pay for it, you also have to do tshuva beferish for the Avera Shabbai. Hitting somebody, being masik mamayna, is an Avera. Which unfortunately we don't have and haven't had for many years is an incredible gift as are the Karbonis in general a big part of Klaiso B'Chorbana in terms of not having access to Chorban Abayas and the Gullus and Eitzisol, not having access to these Mekaymas is the fact that we still have the Mitzvah Tshuva and we have a Chiv Tshuva and it's effective, but it's a lot more effective. It's a lot easier when you have Karbanas, particularly the Sar HaMishtalech, as the Ramam will describe. Sar HaMishtalech, Machaper, Al-Kol Aver, Hakalos v'chameres ben shavra bezodam ben shavra b'shkaga ben shahaydaloi. Whether you know about it, ben shalahaydaloi. Hakol miskaper b'seir mishdalev. Who sha'asa tshuva? Now you would think the next line is if you don't do tshuva, nothing works, which is what the Rambam said before. When it comes to seir mishdalev, it's so powerful. Seir mishdalev anyab kipper that it still makes a reshim even without the official tshuva process. So the im la'asa tshuva. But it is machaper on the kalas. Now, just picture for a moment in your mind, the guy is not doing tshuva. He knows it's Yom Kippur, he's not doing tshuva. So how does he get any kapara for anything? So It's hard to know, but it says that he's not doing tshuva. He's standing there saying, I know it's Yom Kippur. 
And I got up this morning and I drank my Nagabasa water. And I'm uh, defiant as ever. And that itself is an Avera. He's, he's declaring he's an Apicarius. Obviously, he has serious issues. He's declaring he's an Apicarius. So going forward, Sarah Mishlea was just brought. And we'll discuss soon. Yom Kippur itself has an element of Kapar. But he's Aimed Bemerda as Yom Kippur continues. So that's not going to help that much. But if he doesn't do official tshuva, but he's not saying anything that nefarious, but he didn't do tshuva, it's not going to be mechaper chamurus, but at least mechaper on kalas. You can say that what's supposed to happen is the sar should be isa. So if the sar of is going as a uh, as a uh, problem is at at uh, whatever time they ended up bringing it two o five p.m. If he's still saying this as it goes on, so what's the two o six? Two o six, good. The two o six. So nice, nice limbus But what happens at two o six if he's still saying that? He's just supposed to say mishalat. So he's still going to have a, a serious issue. Uh, you're saying nobody really means it. There's no atheist in a foxhole. Okay, I'm not disagreeing with that. But Lamaisa, if he's saying something or doing something as the day continues, what? Some people, you know the expression. Some people, uh, you go to the devil even though he doesn't come here. There, there are mice in the Gemara where somebody is over on Gilead Rice on Yom Kippur. Him and his son. It became so bad that he's so entrenched that he can't get out of it. But there, there certainly is the there is the ability to do a various even Yom Kippur. It's just a lot more difficult. You have to Rachman Islam work at it. Mahin Kalos, Mahin Chamuris, a Chamuris, Ain Shachaymele, Mises Bastin, or Karis. Mises Bastin, or Karis, we understand what's in this list, Shua Shov, the Shekher, even though it's not Afapish, Ain Behem Karis, Arehem Mino Chamuris. That's one category. Usharmitz, Vizlosase, Mitzasase, Shein Behem Karis, Hena Kalos, and the Sarmash takes care of that even if he's not in active Chuva mode. What the Ramam will continue to discuss is the fact that Nebuch today we don't have the Mizbeach Kapar, we don't have the Sar Mishdaleach, and he's going to break down for us what the tshuva that we can do accomplishes in the various stages. And Mitzvah Shem will get to that next week. Still, see you tomorrow, Mitzvah Shem.